Welcome to the Randy Gravit Leadership Podcast, where we help you lead the hardest person you will ever lead, yourself. Here's your host, someone who believes leadership begins at home, Randy Gravit. I'm so excited. This is my favorite week of the year. We just had Thanksgiving, and I love Thanksgiving. So we got a special treat for you today. I always say leadership begins at home, and I talked my sweet wife into joining me today. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you. For I, know, me. I know you're so excited about this. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so here's what happened. This is why it's my favorite day. 33 years ago, I guess yesterday now. 34. Was that when it was? Yeah, it's been 34. Uh, that was the day I asked you to marry me and you said yes. And so we got engaged on that day. So Thanksgiving is a really cool day, but I think it gets a bad rap. And I want to talk about that to start with here as we uh, let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Um, it, it's so, it, it seems like a bad deal to give Thanksgiving just one day and not be thankful all year long. So you talk a lot about being grateful. So uh, as we welcome you here, will you tell us some of the things that you're grateful for? And let's, as we move into the holidays here, let's talk a little bit about, um, yeah, Thanksgiving. So what well, you got for us? I am grateful for, it'll I have not to sound cliche, but I am very grateful for our family, um, for our four daughters. Mm-hmm. I am thankful for you. I am thankful for these almost 34 years together. I am thankful. I'm trying not to mess it up. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, I'm just thankful for time together. And the older I get, the more I realize just the preciousness of every day, that life is so short, and to really embrace each day. Are there times that you think we need to, uh, as, as a couple, are there times that you will kind of get down the marriage road here a little bit? Are there times that we just need to go dark and put the screens down and not, I mean, most definitely how, how important is that? It feels like that's pretty huge in today's culture. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had to do this for myself because if someone asked me, I don't have a huge social media presence. And I thought, I'm not on my phone that much. And yet, I started um, looking at my screen time, my mm-hmm. average. And I was even surprised how much I was on my phone. Yeah. And so I put, uh, in my settings, I put limits on how many minutes so that my phone would remind me that my limit comes in. I'm sure people who are technological knew about this a long time ago. <laughs> I didn't know about it You're until recently. <laughs> I'm learning. And so I've learned about it in the last month. But just to have a reminder, my phone says your time's up. You can't do this anymore. You're putting yourself in timeout. I, I ha- There's nobody yes. else left to put in timeout. But You're again, putting yourself in timeout. I love that. But it's <laughs> it's good for me, and it's definitely good for um, relationships. Yeah. I mean, it helps gauge all of a sudden I know how much time I've spent yeah. on that particular um, app, and I think that was enough time for me. But uh, with a person, if that phone, and I've been in so many um, conversations with people, and I know you've done the same, while you're speaking to them, if the phones are present and it vibrates or buzzes or they're, you know, watch dings, it's just our human nature to be distracted. Oh, let me just check that real quickly. Mm. But if I'm with you face to face, I want to be the most important person to you face to face. It's like the person who comes into the store to purchase the thing versus the person that's on the phone asking about it. The customer that's in front of you is already there. They yeah. drove to the store to get the item. They should be most important. Yeah. The person on the phone could be put on hold because, you know. That's good. So I want to pivot here. What? So tell us some of the we, – we, we talk about um, 
the importance of leading yourself. And I think it's the hardest person I'll ever lead is me. It's, it's, you know, but as you think about, uh, as you think now, about, I agree that for me, okay. I'm the hardest person. Yeah, to I know lead. what you're thinking. I know the right things to do and so, I still don't do it, them. Yeah. As, as you think about that though, there are areas in your life where you're, where you're, you know, I mean, you'd think after all these years we'd been around that we, we would have some things master, but, but, but isn't it a journey? Don't you have to keep working on yourself as much as you're trying to help other people? You're, you're always helping other people, leading other people, uh, serving other people. But what do you do to keep you headed in the right direction? Give us some of some ideas here. A lot of people thinking about next year and they're ready to kind of get rid of this year, <laughs> uh, which is not good. We'll talk about that in a second. But like, what are some things that you're doing to lead yourself well? Well, you don't ever want to grow complacent in an area. I don't think you ever arrive um, until you quit breathing and then it's over. But you ask the right questions. You find, if you don't know the answers, you find the right people who do know the answers. You read, you learn, you study. For instance, um, in my journey of health, I thought I was eating all the right foods, mm. egg whites, whole wheat toast, you know, an, an omelet in the morning, you know, trying to bypass the Krispy Kreme donuts and a whatever, Slurpee. I don't drink Slurpees, but whatever. <laughs> you know, trying to eat Shout eat out to well. Slurpee. Yeah. Does anybody even drink Slurpees anymore? I don't know if they even anymore? make Slurpees. I haven't had one in a while, but... It's probably like that little jam thing we were talking freeze. about a while ago. Yeah. That's so out of date. But uh, here I thought I was doing the right thing. And then I um, realized after some health consultation that I was not eating even healthy foods that might be right for others are not what is right for me. Right. And I had to learn what is right for my body for the best health mm. for me. And have done a lot of uh, growing and learning and research in that area and consulting with uh, medical professionals that know more than I do about my overall health. And that has been very good for me, very enlightening for me. And just because something is good for someone else doesn't mean it's what's best for me, doesn't mean it's good for me. So I have to learn in my journey, oh, I think I'm doing good. I think I'm doing great. But is that's what's best for me. And mm -hmm. as I learned in that one particular area with my health, what I was doing that I thought was good and I thought I had a good routine was actually not what was best for me. And now I'm on a new path. I'm on a new journey. And I'm still learning and growing and studying and reading about um, certain things in my health and fitness journey, trying to make changes. I will probably forever be making changes um, until, again, I'm gone. So you mentioned reading a couple times there, uh, and the health stuff's great, but there's other things you've been reading or reading about, like give it, you got a you got a book, you got an idea, you got something and, and, and say something about this too. Like not everybody reads the same way. There's some people that like to pick up a book, you know, I mean, we both love the paper book to open it up. Uh, I read a lot on my pad. Uh, you've started listening to books a lot this last year. So I do find, yeah, right. Talk, talk a little bit about maybe a, you got a book recommendation or something that you've been reading that would be helpful and then and then b uh don't we have permission to read in different formats or like what works for us kind of get you know why did you go down that road a little bit okay i do not care to read on a screen that's just me my preference i like the old-fashioned paper book i also like paper and pen more than i like your little note typing. taker i do doodler. i'm a note taker and a doodler and i like that better than writing on my ipad but I, um, that is an area that I have to continually, 
um, challenge myself on and make goals and then restructure my goals on reading because I do want to read more. But right now I'm reading a book um, on Rose Kennedy. I do like people's uh, biographies, autobiographies. I find that fascinating to learn people's stories. And um, it was one that a friend loaned me. So I haven't even read enough to know if I could recommend it yet, but I think I would recommend almost anybody's biography, just about their life. And it gives you an insight into who they are. And we can always learn from others, their mistakes, their successes. Um, We can learn, ooh, I don't want to go down that path. Or, hmm, that was successful with them. Maybe I should try that. So I I love history and biographies and the stories of people's lives. Uh, Again, I mentioned earlier, I'm reading a book on parenting with my mom's by Paul Tripp. And I'm usually reading something about uh, marriage along the way. And then something inspirational every day. There's usually something inspirational um, you love to read the Bible. I do. I, I am a Bible reader. Um, love to study that. I love the history of the Bible. And that's that's a daily part of yeah, my life as well. That's good. And, and talk a little bit about that because I think it's important. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I do the same thing, and we both made it a practice to um, begin our day with that. Um, you do your thing. I do mine. It's not like we're doing that together every day. But – uh our our commitment to that really has helped us i think calibrate our mind and our hearts to be able to approach the day um i I think i think that's one of the things that is really uh you know in, in so many ways held us together it's given us direction all that so i know you're a huge fan of the bible as well right 100 percent. yes i um not to make this a sermon, but yes, a hundred percent. And you are right. It is definitely what has held us together. It, I need every day to be reminded what is true. Mm. I need positive thinking to be the beginning of my day. I try not to beat myself up if, if the day, be, especially when the kids were little and your day cannot begin with, you know, you don't have sometimes not even five minutes of quiet before the day begins because they're already breathing, you know, right here and yeah. waking you up. But, you know, so it doesn't always get to happen in the, the morning, <laughs> but just to be reminded every day what is true, what is right, uh, to re, you know, calibrate my thinking into rightness, what is right, and um, just keeps my focus on what it needs to be on and challenges me and convicts me and encourages me to be a better person, yeah. a better human, to love well, to, you can't be a good leader if you don't love well. Yeah. And I do want to be a good leader, but I want to love well. Yeah. And they go hand in hand. That's good. So there are people who are listening, probably have never read the Bible, don't know much about it, but the very first verse in the whole Bible says, in the beginning, God created. And I know you are a creative Genius. I mean, it's like crazy. You touch stuff and it just very nice. looks great. Um, you love to paint, draw, doodle, write, you know, you decorate stuff. Talk about uh, how creating and and allowing yourself to just do what you do. I mean, there's other things I do. There's things you do. Like how how important is it for a leader to find something that they're passionate about and spend time doing that, messing it up, getting it right, whatever. But, 
you, you know, I, I mean, you've been, you can't fake it for 35 years. You've been doing this since I've known you. I do love to create. I like all mediums of art. Um, I am definitely more gifted in certain areas than others, but almost every area of creativity and artisticness. Um, that's not a good word, artisticness. But art does interest You're me. You're an artisan. <laughs> I'm an artisan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do love that. It is what brings me alive. I love bringing old things, repurposing old things, yeah. giving them new life. I love all the spiritual significances of that as well. It brings me a lot of satisfaction yeah. to take something that someone does not see a lot of value in and I see that there's some value there and to bring it to life. I really do enjoy that. I enjoy, like you said, I, enjoy, I do enjoy writing. I don't write enough. I've written some things that I've never published. Um, I've painted things that I've never hung on the walls and um, eaten, even written some little songs that I have never shared with anyone. So what does that say? You know, being an You're artist. You're an undersharer. <laughs> I'm an undersharer. I'm an artist who uh, should share more. That's for sure. But it's very vulnerable to put yourself out there and say, here's, yeah, so, so, here's me on a canvas. Let's how kind of do talk you like about it? that because I think there are people who are listening there that are, I mean, I get people all the time like, how do you do this or how do you do that? And there's, um, I mean, there, there really is, there, there can be fear when we put ourselves out there and, you know, is somebody going to like this or, or whatever? And that, and that can hold us back, right? I mean. Oh, totally. Just because... Um, I think there's a reason that God's word reminds us to be courageous. If Joshua was already courageous, God wouldn't have told him to be <laughs> courageous. And I heard you say just recently and heard it said many times that the Bible doesn't tell us to be afraid ever. It always, we're always told to be courageous, Fear but not. there's a reason that the Lord has to tell us to be courageous. He knows we need to hear it over because I'm <laughs> over and over because we are not naturally. I feel like you are though. You are a very courageous person. Maybe you just hide your fear very well. I fake it. I, on the other hand, of course, am very fearful and cautious and have to make a list of a hundred things and have my checklist before we can ever do anything because I, it's got to be planned and calculated and and all the things that could go wrong, and you just go for it. So that's very admirable. I, on the other hand, do have to be told a lot to be courageous and to go for it. And I do appreciate that about you, that you affirm that in me. But we do, and now I've even forgotten the question. What was the question again? Well, I, I think fear can hold us back. I mean, Yes, we were okay, about there that. you go. Um, fear definitely can hold us back, and it has held me back in many um Many times and in many different ways, uh, fear of saying something, fear of just going for things that I should go for it. Um, I I think one area that um, I didn't have time to be fearful, and I was fearful even as a mom, am I going to mess it up? Am I going to mess up these little humans? It's such a tremendous responsibility to, to rear a child, and I didn't want to put my baggage on them. Mm. I didn't want to... Um, have carried over in the next generation my junk. I just wanted to do right by them. I wanted yeah. them to have fruitful and peaceful and productive lives and to to raise little humans and to be big humans that would give back to the world. And so I had, and I only had a sh short amount of time to do that yeah. because they were only with me for a short amount of time. So those years they were with me, you do have to continually go just just go for it every day. There's no time to second guess. Sometimes you just, you parent every day, 100%. Yeah. 
That's good. Um, staying on the design world there for a okay. second, you you think that, um, I mean, I've heard you say before that people ought to, ought to be able to live in a space that they feel comfortable, they feel alive, they feel joy, um, and you just create these spaces that are incredible. Talk about um, why, why is it important for us to be in an environment where we feel alive and, and comfortable and joy and you know do, do, do we do better work there do we do you know i mean like why is that why do you love that so much i mean a lot of people don't think about that they, they love to come into your spaces but like well you know it's, it's funny how we think that everybody thinks sees the world the way we see the world and they don't obviously yeah. people I'm, I'm the only one with this set of eyes with this perspective and i we wonder sometimes why everybody else doesn't see things the way we see things. We forget, you know, even though we know that they don't see it the way we see it. But in a space, even someone who is not that interested in design, they leave, say, a hotel lobby or some mountain cabin they rented, and, and they think, I really like that place. Even if they can't put their finger on what they liked they about it, yeah. they just knew it had a feeling of, I just loved being up there. That was a great space. Yeah. And, of course, a person with an eye for design might come in and say, well, that was because this this was this way, yeah. it was arranged this way, it was this kind of furniture, it was, you know, the height of the ceiling was this way. Um, you do want people to feel, um, you don't want people to have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I'll say this just on the same hand, if even a person who doesn't love design or really knows design, I think they also can walk into a space and say, ugh, you know, this is... Um, I don't know why I don't like it in here. I just don't like it. You know, like maybe a Motel 6 versus the Ritz. I mean, they're both hotels. You can sleep in both of the beds and and get eight hours of sleep. Why is one better than the other? Mm. And it doesn't always have to be more money has been invested, but the time and the thought and the energy invested into the details and how does this room make me feel right now? And though that's not important to everybody as far as they want to create that, they do, and they get to benefit from it. Yeah. Well, thank you for making the world prettier. That's 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 a cool thing to get to be in these spaces that you have given lots of thought to, and they really do bring energy and and uh, honestly, just they, they fill you back up when you come into them. So that's that's fun. That's really good. Um, so the year's almost over. Uh, we are looking forward to twenty twenty one. People are. But I mean, as we said before, it's been a great year for us. We're not, you know, it's been it's been awesome. But I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm always trying to maximize everything. I'm thinking we have six weeks left, five, six weeks left. That's 10% of the year. So as you think about the end of the year for you, anything that you're focused on or you're saying, hey, here's something I'm trying to finish before the end of the year. I know we've got some things that we've talked about. Um and and, and for anybody out there who is, is just trying to jump into 2021. I think it's important to prepare for that, but also there's probably some things left undone here if we're not careful. So you got, we hadn't talked about this, but you got any thoughts on, on that? Well, there are areas. Trying to get me straightened out by the end of the year. That's not, not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen in 2021. There are certain things we know are life, lifelong challenges. Uh, pursuits, challenges, opportunities. There you go. Opportunities is That's what right. they are. Um, but in my own life, I am, um, which honestly we could all do. We probably all do this. I procrastinate on the things that are, that rob me of joy, that rob me of, 
energy that I put off doing because I do not like to do them. Um, I have paperwork, I have estates, and I have things that I know need to be finished and those chapters need to be closed. And it could be an excuse to not start the very things that bring me joy, that bring me energy to hang on to the very things, which is so counterproductive and seems ridiculous that someone would do that. And yet, um, if we're not careful, we can do that. I really see in my own life that there are things I need to put to a close and I would like to see those done before the end of 2021. Hmm. Um, I mean, 2020, 2020 excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gracious. I hope they don't, don't last don't give another, away another year. One. We're running out. <laughs> exactly. I would love to see some, um, I'd like to see some of those books finished and, uh, so I could start a new book. So, to, so to speak, I, I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago, the, um, I don't know. I just started thinking about this. It's like if we have the, you know, you have some of these little weights around here, two, three pound weights, you know what I'm talking about? I use the big ones. I use the big ones, but you've got these little ones. And yet these little things like you're talking about, they almost become like weights that we carry around and they're not very heavy and we can carry them. We can carry them for a long time. But, but when we lay them down we realize, man, it's so much more freedom in putting our junk down and, and being able to move on. And so, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I, I've got some areas where I'm trying to, you know, focus and really trying to finish some things before the end of the year as well. And 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 I think it's important to be reminded that there there really is more than 10% of the year left. There's no way you would give up 10% of your income right now or 10% of your, you know, pay an extra 10% on your mortgage. I mean, 10% is a lot. And so you, we want to make sure that we that we don't just squander these next few weeks and in and in some ways the next few weeks i think are perfectly positioned to focus on some of the things you talked about earlier the family things and and to really make sure you don't just give away the holidays and and thinking well let's just give away 2020 no these are some of the best weeks of the year possibly coming up so you know that's important well um i got two more questions one is so as we think about 2021 i do want to think about that uh what are you excited about you got anything you're you're fired up about or you're working on or anything you want to you want to share or any encouragement even you have to any of us who are out there trying to think about the next year i mean there's full of opportunities you challenges however you want to say it (laughs) Um, well there are what are you excited about right now there are really positive opportunities definitely available um i have Here's my problem. I have so many things that I like to do, and I, I can't help but think there are others in this. I'm going to do boat. a coaching session with you later. That's good. <laughs> I have so many ideas. Sometimes I have a hard time reining them all in and deciding which direction I want to go. But I have some specific areas that are, um, show what should I say, on my heart, on my docket, whatever, that I really yeah. want to focus on and move toward in 2021. Um, some things that have been on the back burner for too long. And I really, my word for the year was vision. This this past year, yeah. For 2020, this year was vision. And by vision... Do you have your 21 word? Or, or, I, I mean, am I about that? Because I, I haven't heard it. I don't know if... You, I don't have that You yet. don't have it. So you're working on your word for the for the year. But the vision being the, for this year, clarity. Yeah. Really to have clarity, to see things... Um, Clearly, there's a big difference in looking at something and really seeing something. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see well. I wanted to see others well. Yeah. I wanted to see my life well. I do feel um, more aware of just the 
the brevity of life and that every day is a gift and trying hard to stay in that space and really live in the moment with people, take advantage of opportunities are there in front of me. And I do feel like that was, has intentionally concentrating on that and really trying to have good, and you know, of course the play on 2020, but really trying to have good vision dialed this in. year and be dialed into people, to opportunities. I feel like that this has been a good year for me for that. Yeah. As far as clarity for the future and projects, again, I'm trying to, to dial that in now. Get real crystal clear. Yes. On where I'm going from here, because we're entering this, this last third basically of our lives. If the Lord should give us those years and where, where are we going from here? Yeah. What, um, what am I supposed to be about? Yeah. Well, I, I, if you ever leave me, I'm going with you. So, <laughs> you always say so that. So that's good. Yep. So, uh, I'll let you well, know. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll give you a final word here. Any, anything you would say there, leaders listen, families listening, you know, all kind of people, um, out there who are, uh, we do have a few more weeks left. We do have Christmas coming up. Uh, any final word you have of encouragement to people who are out there trying to lead other people, but ultimately, uh, probably coming here to learn better how to lead themselves. You, you got a, you got a thought or anything, any final word here? Well, just as we would try to love others well, we need to love ourselves mm. first. You need to love yourself and, um, and give grace to yourself when you mess up because mm. you, we do mess up every day. And my personality does tend to, uh, be critical. And I don't like that. And it's something I work on and to love well, to listen well, and, 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 and to and extend grace. I mean, not, you're really not very critical of the people around you. You're, you're more critical of yourself. Oh, a lot of times, right? I mean, yes, yes. And so for anybody out there who's self-critical, it's going to really, it, it can cripple you. I mean, literally from getting to where you want to go. Yes. So to extend grace, even to yourself yeah. that, um, you're not going to do it perfectly and to continue on the journey and um, just love well, you cannot yeah. lead well if you don't love well. Yeah. That's such a good word. Uh, well, th thank you so much. I love you. I'm glad you're here and agreed to come. So, uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully this has added some value to you and your People, uh, as you are going through this holiday season, these next few weeks, I do want to encourage you to lead yourself well, to not just mail in the next few weeks. These are some of the most important weeks of the year. And ultimately what Laura just said, to love well. I think it's so important for us to be reminded that we can't lead well if we don't love well. Leadership really does begin at home. Appreciate you joining us this week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We hope you have a, a, a great weekend, and we'll see you next week for the next episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Randy Gravit Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, we ask you to leave a review if you haven't already and subscribe so you'll be alerted when we post new content. We also encourage you to share a link with your friends. Tune in Friday for another episode with a special guest leader. Now, go lead yourself first. Remember, leadership begins at home.